Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast, episode 12 now. My name is Toby Cruise and why do you choose cruise? That's the question that we've been asking our followers for the past few weeks and this week we're focusing on learning and enrichment. So to tell us more about that later on, Andy sits down with cruise blogger and travel specialist Marcus Adams from sparks.org. Also coming up in the show is Peter Collar's latest update from Australasia. But first, registration for the Clear Conference 2019 is now open, where you'll be able to hop aboard a choice of the MSC Preziosa, Cunard's Queen Mary 2, and the brand new Celebrity Edge. So sitting back down with Joe, the Vice President and Managing Director of Celebrity Cruises UK, Ireland and Asia, Andy talks about what's on the horizon for Celebrity Cruises. Enjoy. I'm joined by Joe from Celebrity Cruises. Joe, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, Andy. Lovely to be here. Thank you very much. Um, so, I am Joe from Celebrity Cruises. Um, I currently head up Celebrity Cruises for the UK and Ireland and more recently Asia. And um, been with the RCL Corporation for nearly 14 years. Wow. And you haven't always been in cruise. You were within travel but in other places before uh, Royal Caribbean. Correct, yes. Um, before I was at Disney, working on the theme parks, uh, I had a stint with an online travel business, DreamTicket.com, Thomas Cook, uh, but generally always, always been in the travel industry. And what was it about cruise that made you want to come and join this industry? Well, I, it was interesting because I, I, was, I was a cruise virgin, um, and um, when I was approached by a Royal Caribbean group, I really knew not a lot about the industry, but it was it was if you if you want it was at the start of the uh, significant growth in the industry, and um, I was excited by it. I was excited about the challenge of trying to get more people to cruise, yeah. and uh, what I love about it, the reason I'm still here, is it's constantly evolving and constantly changing. So, talking of that evolution of. of cruising. Um, Edge is coming this year. Um, it's been much talked about, much hyped. It sounds like a big step change for celebrity cruisers. Uh, yeah, you're right. Very excited because uh, we actually haven't had a new ship for over six years now. Um, a new class of ship is, is, is significant for us. It's the Edge class of, of ships. The first one, as you said, is going to be called Celebrity Edge. She launches at the end of November in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I was over the last week in the shipyard in Saint Nazaire. Uh, beautiful sunshine, which makes a change for shipyard <laughs> visits when I'm usually being freezing cold. Um, and seeing her come together, she's done her first sea trials this weekend, all very successfully. And she, the reason why she's called Celebrity Edge is because we really are pushing the envelope, and, and um, she is is very edgy. She's very unique in her design. Um, she has lots of new venues. Um, the magic carpet probably being one of the most unique yes, uh, features, whereby literally people will be having dinner on the edge on the 16th deck. Um, so she'll be she'll be used as a, the magic carpet will be used as a launch platform on deck two, and make it far more enjoyable for our guests mm. when we're tendering. Um, with our incredible new launches that we've got. Uh, which are quite unique and uh, and then during the day the magic carpet uh, will move up to deck five where people will enjoy wonderful seafood and then at night up to deck 14 for cocktails 
and a finale at deck 16 for Dinner on the Edge. Which is an amazing innovation if you think about how 20 years, how cruise ships looked. She, she, even from a distance, she looks very different. And I guess the, the magic carpet is part of that. Yes, I think, you know, sleek, modern, uh, light, bright, uh, very, as much as possible, high ceilings, lots of chrome, lots of glass, lots of leather. Um, you know, gone are the days mostly now of low ceilings, dark woods, etc. And, and that really is what makes uh, celebrity cruises our whole modern luxury proposition, as we call it. And UK listeners to our podcast will know Kelly Hoppen well, I should think, mm-hmm. but she, as, as a designer, and yes. she's done an incredible job, hasn't she? Well, that's another interesting thing that we did, is that we, we actually invited designers on board who hadn't designed cruise ships before. And Kelly being one of the most uh, prominent ones who's designed all of the staterooms, um, the spa area, um, a lot of the public spaces, the whole suite class proposition of our retreat and our sun deck and our incredible suites, the iconic suite, two mm. iconic suites above the bridge. And you're right, she's got a very a great eye to detail, great eye to design, and she's pushed the envelope the whole time. And when she's been told it's not possible, She's made the impossible possible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, very excited about the partnership with Kelly Hoppen. So you've just come back from Shipyard. How did the ship look? She's obviously not ready quite yet, but she must be quite close. She's getting there. I mean, I'll put it this way. When I, I stood in my Edge Villa, this time <laughs> next year, July the 19th, 20th next year, I will be boarding that, uh, that uh, Celebrity Edge and going in that villa. I hope I won't be wearing my hard hat next year <laughs> when I'm in the villa. Um, so you're right, it's coming along nicely, all coming along to schedule. As I said, the sea trials were very successful this weekend and we're looking forward to taking some of our key partners out in September to San Lazar to actually have an opportunity um, under embargo, no photos allowed, really? to experience Celebrity Edge. And then last week you, uh, the Celebrity made the announcement on the second ship, which I thought was with the name and the steel cutting. We did, yes. So Celebrity Apex is the second ship within the Edge class of ships. Uh, we cut the steel, or Lisa Lutoff Perlow, yes. our, our president and CEO, and Richard Fain, our chairman, cut the steel when we were there last week in France. And yeah, very exciting. So in spring 2020, Apex will arrive. And then there are plans for how many more? There are plans definitely now at the moment for two more with a fifth on option. So we're hoping there'll be five in class. And then the other announcement, recent announcement, was around the refurbishment, refitting, or whatever we want to call it, of the existing fleet. Oh, it's far more than a refurbishment or a refitting. For us, it's a revolution. Uh, We're calling it Celebrity Revolution, and Edge is really the start of that revolution. Um, Because not only are we building uh, four stroke five new ships in the Edge class, What's really important to us is that we literally take the rest of the fleet to the edge. And whilst we introduce this incredible new class of ships, we have announced that we are also investing over $500 million in all of our Millennium class ships. That's over $70 million per ship in the Millennium class. And all of our Solstice class ships, that's over $50 million per ship in our Solstice class ships and literally taking them to the edge. So Kelly Hoppen is redesigning all of the accommodation on board. There'll be 30 new staterooms on each of the Millennium class ships. A lot of the, all of the suite class retreat area 
a private retreat sun deck area, uh, the retreat lounge, uh, the Lumine restaurant is all, already on board all of the ships. But that area for our suite class guests will go throughout the whole of the fleet. And I guess one of the challenges of bringing out a new class such as Edge is, is that very thing that you have a very wide variety of ships with a different experience on each. So I guess this tries to bring them all up to the same, does it? Correct. I mean, at the end of the day, the Millennium class ships are slightly smaller and, and a lot of our guests uh, like that. There are some guests who like that. But we want to make sure um, we know what we stand for as a brand, our modern luxury proposition, and therefore it's constantly looking to see what do we need to do to actually make sure that we continue to exceed the guest experience. Um, and, that, and I guess that some of this is a response to how customers are wanting to experience a cruise or a, or a holiday um, because their, their needs and tastes must have changed over the last 10 or so years as well. Significantly, you're, you're right, Andy. And one of the things that we're finding is for our brand, multi-generational is very, very popular. It lends itself to everybody having a great time on board. Um, my analogy is a bit like a ski holiday. You know, somebody can be on a black run, somebody can be on a red run, somebody can be in the beginners. And you get together in the evening, you talk about your wonderful different experiences and to me, that's what we offer. You know, we have a wonderful programme called Camp at Sea, uh, which is our programme which is based on STEM, science, technology, engineering and maths, which really brings to life the experiences that the kids and teenagers are experiencing. So, for example, when we're in Alaska, not only will they learn about icebergs, but they'll go and see the iceberg. Mm. Uh, when they're in Italy, they don't uh, just hear, see the pasta being made, they go and make it themselves. Um, so that's proven to be very popular. Um, the adults can then do their own thing, be it in the spa, be it getting off the ship and experiencing the, the destination that we're in. And then um, the grandparents can very often do their own thing as well and they all meet in the evening. So that's been a big change and our accommodation has been changed accordingly. So on Edge we have single staterooms um, for the first time that are selling very well. And we have uh, over 178 different ways that our rooms can be configured. Oh, wow. Um, and do we still have those misconceptions that cruising isn't for families? Is that still an issue in many markets that you look after? Um, I think it's changing, which is great. Well, it, I, know, I don't think it is changing. Um, however, there is constantly a, a job to do. And mm. that, as clear for all of us collectively, as you know, is, is our primary focus. But I think, you know, the overall the misconceptions, I think we're, we're doing a far better job at getting the message out there. And I think by the nature of the number of new builds that there are coming up in the industry overall, mm. which is the highest that I've ever seen in, in my 14 years uh, in the industry, just shows the, uh, it, the, the confidence as an industry that we have that there's only one way for the cruise industry to go and that is to continue to grow, because still a relatively small amount of the whole total holiday population globally, as we all know, go on a cruise. Uh, I'd have to ask you one final question around Asia. That, that's, a, that's a very different market to mm -hmm. UK and Ireland. How, how, is, how, how has it been looking after Asia for the first time? I'm loving it. I'm learning so much. Um, I think, you know, very often people club Asia together like mm. they club Europe together. Yeah. And you know, the, what I'm really learning is so much the different cultures, the different nuances. Every market, as it is in Europe, is very different. The expectations are different. 
the the wants are different um, but you know at the moment we are at the start again if you like of a revolution from Asia because the outbound travel market is really exploding the affluence of China uh, the affluence of India and those are really two core markets for us mm. uh, with more and more people traveling and uh, wanting to experience um, different countries and different cultures and one of the key things for there is the multi-generational side we're really seeing there's a real desire there to travel as multi-generational families and Sebji Cruises is a great brand for that. And do they want a different cruise experience to say Europeans or North Americans or do you find that they they can join any itinerary in any ship? A big love, Alaska is very popular um, so away, away from the, the, the warmth sure. and the humidity <laughs> that they live in a lot of the time in, in lots of the markets over there, Southeast Asia in particular. So Alaska tends to be very popular, the UNESCO World Heritage Sites are very popular and Europe tends to be very popular as well. Less so the Caribbean, it's longer for them to get to, but I'd say Alaska and Europe are the big two popular regions for majority of the Asian markets to travel to. Uh, so one final question on Edge, because it is the year of Edge, I guess. Um, is there any part of Edge that you're most looking forward to showing off to, to some of the agent partners? Is it Flying Carpet or is it, sorry, Magic Carpet? Well, I think a Magic Carpet is, is a, a, an absolutely unique, stunning proposition. I can't wait to be on board the Magic Carpet in the middle of the ocean on deck 16, yeah. having, having dinner on the edge. But another area, I think, is Eden, which is at the aft of the ship, where we've got the three decks which spiral around with the glass. And what we're going to be doing in that area from day to mid-afternoon to evening is quite, is quite incredible. But um, we haven't even announced the entertainment yet on board, and uh, we've got some great entertainment and an incredible theatre lined up. We look forward to seeing it. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you. And it's enrichment week this week for Choose Cruise, and you join us on board Celebrity Silhouette, and I'm with Marcus. Hi there. Hello. Why don't you explain <laughs> what you do? Uh, I'm Marcus. I run a cruise blog, box.org. I've been blogging for four or five years now. Um, I've been cruising since I was nine, um, and it's something that I've always loved and wanted to do. And what do you love about cruising? Because that's a lot of cruising. <laughs> that's the big question. For me, um, being able to wake up someone new every day uh, and seeing something new is, is a really powerful thing, something that I really love. Equally, going on a cruise is very, it's good value for money. Yeah. Um, where else can you get your food, your drink, um, entertainment, activities, all included? within a new destination every day. I think the final thing for me is it's a social experience. So uh, I like to meet new people, I like to have, you know, have a chat, get to know people. And cruising's perfect for that sort of environment. Uh, and do you have any sort of experiences that you remember that stand out from all that time? Um, I mean, from, from all that time ago, it's the kids' clubs. I mean, kids' clubs on cruise ships are great anyway. Um, but for me, being able to meet, uh, just being able to hang out with kids and yeah. have fun in a safe environment, and, you know, it's a really great thing. And then making that leap to writing your own blog, that's yeah. quite a, it is leap. a leap. What yeah. happened? What happened? Um, <laughs> so I've always loved cruising, as I say, uh, and for many years I was quite active on social media and talked to various people, and it was, it was actually after the, my death of my father, um, I needed a positive outlet in my life, and one day I just decided, why, why am I not writing? Why am I not doing this sort of thing? Yeah. So I put pen to paper, or you know, pass the keyboard, as it were, <laughs> um, 
and created a website and it's built from there um, and it's great. I, I want to share my experience with people. I want other people to gain from my knowledge uh, and enjoy cruising as much as I do. And presumably there are plenty of people who want to hear what you have to say. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about enrichment this week. So enrichment means different things to different people, Completely. presumably. Um, and it's a really interesting subject. I think if people automatically think of enrichment, they think of lectures on board a ship. And yeah. I think that is a very key, probably cornerstone of that. Yeah. But it can mean all sorts of things. I mean, for me, um, I'm very much a foodie. So for me, like cooking classes, learning about culinary yeah. stuff. Um, the actual ship itself, you know, we're going to a new destination every day. People want to learn about where they're going, not just not just dip your toe in a destination, but perhaps spend overnight there, perhaps learn some of the language, the culture, the art. Yeah. It's all really exciting stuff. And yet, a lot of people think of, think of a holiday or a cruise holiday as something where they just relax and they just kick back, but it's, it sounds like it could be hard work. It could be hard work, but I mean, it's choice, isn't it? I yeah. mean, um, one day perhaps you do want to sit by the pool, the next day, okay, I'm going to go up, I'm going to go to class or I'm going to spend the day learning a new language or um, on celebrity ships you can um, go to the eye lounge and learn how to use a MacBook or an iPad and okay. things like that. So, so it's not just being passive, it's actually get, doing stuff as totally, well? Totally, if you want to. I think that's the key thing. And I think cooking, you've you mentioned cooking schools, it's become quite a trend, it's huge. Isn't it? um, many ships now uh, are including that as a specific venue, so you know, Britannia has it, uh, many of the biking ships, they, you know, they've all got cooking schools on board, yeah. uh, and it's going strength to strength. I mean, for me, uh, some of the excursions that you hear about are very exciting. You know, you go to a local market in the morning, you pick out the produce, you go back to the ship and you, yeah. you cook with the chefs and then you enjoy that food. It's a very social experience again, it's really yeah. exciting. And it's stuff that you wouldn't ordinarily get the opportunity to no, do? No, and you learn and yes. you feel rewarded because of it. And you've been cruising from a young age and actually what we forget is that's an educational experience in yeah. itself because of the places you visit. Completely um, and I don't think people assume that when they're here with cruises yeah. they don't think that but every time you go to a new destination you are learning something new, you're doing something new. I mean something I always say to people is when you go on a cruise do something new. Um, I mean yeah. I do, I mean that's a mantra for me, I always try and do something new, try a new piece of food or you know do something, go to one of the lectures and learn about astronomy or your next yeah. destination. We should mention where we are actually because there's a tree behind us which isn't ordinary, it no. isn't, isn't something you normally see on a cruise ship. Uh, but what's this space? This is the hideaway. It's the hideaway, yes. So what, and what is the hideaway? Is it, as it I sounds? think it is a relaxation space actually, I think. Um, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the tree. I think it's one of my favourite pieces. You like on the it. tree? I love the tree. <laughs> um, but the hideaway for me is uh, perhaps you want to read a book or you just want to have some quiet time, a bit of downtime um, to spend doing what you want to do. Yeah. Sounds great. Well listen, thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, and uh, we will carrying on we'll carry on being enriched. Thank you. So that's nearly all that we've got time for this week, but before we go, here is the latest from Australasia from Peter Collar. Peter. Cruise 360 Sydney came to a close last week and an audience of almost 600 from across Australia and New Zealand attended what turned out to be a great collaboration of industry minds, thoughts and visions. And the theme of the event was sustainability. And here's Cindy Diaz, President and CEO of Clio Global, addressing the need to continue the industry's strong environmental efforts and why travel agents are important with this messaging. Today's modern cruise ships resemble floating cities with everything that comes with that. And that includes many less glamorous duties that our guests often don't even see. But they are highly important. Everything from recycling, water treatment and food disposal, to fuel efficiency, 
port infrastructure, and hundreds of other efforts that we use to ensure that we are responsible environmental stewards. But there is one crucial difference. Because we are at sea, everything we do must be done better. We have to be more efficient, we have to be more effective, and we have to be more mindful than land-based resorts. Take an everyday task as simple as recycling. For us, it's not as easy as putting paper in one bin and plastic in another. On board, it's a very complex challenge and it requires ongoing creative problem solving. But the great news is that do more with less attitude has resulted in a smaller footprint. Because of our ability to innovate, cruise ships today recycle 60% more per passenger than the average person on land. These are important things for you to know as you are our connection to our consumers, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute, it's important that you understand what your industry is doing because we need you to help tell our story. And no single industry relies more on the splendor and the beauty of our planet's oceans and seas or the pristine beauty of our world's harbors and seaside communities. And that's why no single industry has a greater imperative to ensure the ports and the destinations that we visit thrive. We know that for a destination to be welcoming to our guests, it must be sustainable for its residents. We must join with the rest of travel and tourism to preserve and protect the culture, the heritage, and the natural beauty of every place we visit. We'll have more from the conference in the coming weeks, including President and CEO of Norwegian Cruise Line, Andy Stewart, and his keynote address on the industry's innovation efforts. Thanks for that, Peter, and thank you to Andy, Joe, and Marcus for taking part in this week's episode. What did you think? Let us know your thoughts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn using the hashtag clearpod, C-L-I-A-P-O-D. Don't forget to follow us on all social media and, of course, to subscribe to the podcast to make sure that you never miss an episode. That's all from us this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. My name's Toby Cruz, and I'll see you next week. Happy cruising.